Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. I do want to remind you that uh, this month I am uh, participating in another book sale uh, where you can get uh, all of uh, my ebooks that are available on Smashwords for between 50 and 75% off. Just go to booksale.greatdetectives.net. Click on the book that you're interested in and the code to use at checkout to get the discount will be available. Uh, and so we've got a lot of great deals, uh, including books for dollar, dollar fifty. So great opportunity to get some uh, inexpensive reading materials. So I encourage you to check that out. All right, at booksasale.greatdetectives.net. Now it's time for mystery is my hobby, and today's episode is clearing Peter Wade. Mystery is my hobby. Today's story took place one cold day last November. I'd received a phone call for an appointment from a young lady up in the Tupper Lake region of the state. Two days later, she called on me at my apartment. Yes? Are you Barton Drake? Yes, I am. Won't you come in, please? Thank you. My name is Ellen Wayne. Yes, I know. I've been expecting you. Sit down, please. Cigarette? No, thank you. Miss Wade, since talking to you on the telephone, I've taken the trouble to inquire into the circumstances of your brother's arrest. And you've concluded he's guilty of murdering Rose Clinton, and you don't feel like you can help me. Is that it, Mr. Drake? Unless some new evidence has turned up, Miss Wade. Some new the... evidence has turned up, Mr. Drake. Oh? Then uh, why haven't you gone to the authorities with it? For the same reason, Mr. Drake, that you don't go to the authorities if you uncover a new piece of evidence when working on a case. <laughs> I see. They've already decided that my brother is guilty of murder. All the evidence is against him. Yes, I know. There isn't much time left, Mr. Drake. If I went to the authorities with my evidence, I'm sure they'd laugh at me. But you think that I will give it serious consideration? I think this. You have a reputation for honesty, Mr. Drake. Most of the cases you've worked on have had, shall we say, an unusual twist? Yes, that's quite true. I've admired your work greatly. You're a clever man, Mr. Drake. You flatter me. No, please. My purpose is not to buy your services with flattery. Here. There are $2,000 in this roll of bills. What? It's all I have. I believe my brother is innocent of murdering Rose Quentin. The money is yours if you'll listen to my story. Listen to your story, but I thought I you must were... tell you about Peter, Mr. Drake, before I show you my evidence. I I wouldn't ask even you to believe that what I've discovered is important until you first heard the true facts of Peter's love for Rose Quentin. Then your brother did love this girl, hmm? He believed he did. Peter's a country boy. We'd always lived in hospital. Yes, yes, I know. Your parents are both dead. Those facts were mentioned in the newspapers out of the case. That's right. Peter and I were getting along fine. And then Rose Quentin came to town. She'd been ordered into a drier climate because of sinus trouble. Mm-hmm. She came from New York. To Peter, she represented all the glitter and glamour of a way of living that he'd always dreamed. Hello, Peter. Ellen. Why aren't you in bed? It's almost one o'clock. I waited up for you, Peter. I want to talk to you. Oh, skip it. I don't want to Peter, talk. Peter, listen to me. I... 
Jules Magnus is here tonight. Magnus? What did he want? Just what you think, Peter. Either you stop seeing Rose Quentin or Mr. Magnus will withdraw his offer to take you into the bank. So that's... Just because he offered me a job, he thinks he owns me. He thinks he can tell me how to live my own life, huh? Well, he can't. He can take his bank and... stop it. Mr. Magnus is right. He was kind enough to offer you an opportunity to... to make something of yourself. The least you can do is give some consideration to his reputation. His reputation? What the devil has Jules Magnus' reputation got to do with me being in love with Rose? Love? Peter, be reasonable. How can you mistake a boy's infatuation for something as deep and sincere and honest as love? Ellen, if you weren't my sister, I... But I I... am your sister, Peter. I'm older and more experienced. I I feel responsible. Oh, nuts. Peter, listen to me. Rose Quentin is bad. This small country town bores She found a way to amuse herself by encouraging you and others to... Others? Well, what do you mean by that Peter, crack? Peter, are you so blind that you don't realize you're only one of many who go to see Rose Quentin? That's a lie. It isn't, Peter. It's the truth. Everyone in town but you knows it. They're laughing at you behind your back. I don't believe it. It can't be true. Rose is good and loyal and, and honest. She wouldn't betray my love. Oh, you poor dear fool, Peter. You're so honest yourself, you can't believe anyone else can be otherwise. Rose wouldn't do that to me. She wouldn't. You're whistling in the dark, Peter. Deep down, you know that it's true. I don't want to hurt you, Peter. Believe me, I'm I'm telling you this for your own good. My own good? You think I was a child. Alan, I don't know what's behind all this, but if you think I'm going to give Rose up, you're crazy. Rose and I are going to be married. Married? Yes, she promised me tonight. Getting out of this stinking town and its small-minded people forever. Peter, I'm sorry. I'll forget it. I'm not blaming you. I mean, Peter, that I'm... I'm sorry. I have to tell you this. I hoped it wouldn't be necessary. Tell me what. Jeff Bullard was at Rose Quentin's last night. Oh, Ellen, for gosh sakes, quit trying to dream up wild stories in order to make... I saw him, Peter. I saw him with my own eyes. And the night before, my tanner was there. Ellen, if I thought you were lying to me, I... I'm not lying. I'm your sister, Peter. You're all I have in the world. Do you think I'd lie to you? Peter, what are you doing? What does it look like? Peter, no! Put that gun back! Peter, in heaven's Keep your hands off me! I'm going to settle this thing right now. Tonight! Not that way, Peter. Killing won't settle anything. Peter, you fool! You fool! Peter would lose his head, Mr. Drake. He was never an impetuous youth. I tried to follow him, but we only had one car. He'd taken it. I see. And the next morning they found Rose Quinton dead, shot through the head with a thirty-two caliber pistol. Yes. What caliber was your brother's gun, Miss Wayne? It was a thirty-two. But they never found it. Peter had dropped it somewhere. Dropped it? Yes. He didn't go to Rose Quinton's that night, Mr. Drake. Mm-hmm. Long before he reached her house, he realized what a fool he was. He... He changed his mind about wanting to kill Where did he go? As I remember the case, he was picked up the next morning in the woods, several miles from Hartsville. Peter doesn't remember where he was or what he did. He left the car and spent the night wandering aimlessly through the woods. Hmm. I see. Oh, I know. Everything points to Peter's guilt. I have only his word against the evidence. I believe my brother, Mr. Drake. That's why I brought you this. Oh. Is uh, this your uh, evidence, this picture? Yes. On the night Rose Quentin was murdered, we had a thaw in hospital. The next morning, the temperature dropped. 
The ground was frozen solid. I see. So you found a footprint in the frozen ground and took this picture of it. Yes. Seems to be just an ordinary picture of a footprint. Except for the fact that the man who made it wore hobnails in his boots. I see he did. I suppose now you're going to say that your brother owned no boots with hobnails. No, he didn't, but that's unimportant. Look closely at the picture, Mr. Drake. Hmm? I don't want to influence you. You must see for yourself. See what? Turn the picture sideways. Study the design of the hobnails. Do you see anything unusual? Mm, turn the picture sideways, and that's... By Jove. Do you see it? See it? It's as plain as day. Miss Wade, I shall be delighted to take your case. Now, wait a minute, Bart. I read all about the Wade case. The police did a good job. I read all about it, too, Inspector, and I agree with you 100%. Well, then? Well, then, I'm going to prove that the authorities were 100% wrong, Inspector. You are, eh? I am. Well, count me out. I'm not sticking my chin out on anything as dead open and shut as that. Very well, Inspector. By the way, uh, here's a picture I'd like you to have a look at. Huh? A picture? Mm-hmm. What's it a picture of? What does it look like? Look like? It's a picture of a footprint. The mm. guy had hobnails in his boots. Exactly. These boots were worn by the murderer of Rose Quinton. Is that a fact? Yes. Turn the picture sideways, Inspector. Look closely. What do you see? What do I see? Well, doggone it, I see the same thing I saw before. <gasps> Something Judas. Well, Inspector. Bart, where'd you get this? A very lovely young lady gave it to A me. very lovely young... I'll bet. Well, what are you going to do about it? I've already told you what I'm going to do yeah. about it. Yeah? So you did. Huh. Let me see that picture again, Bart. <laughs> of course, is it? Huh. Bart. Yes, Inspector? Oh, get that smug grin off your face and make two reservations for Hartsville. <laughs> <laughs> You see, Mr. Magnus, Ellen Wade mentioned that your, her brother was going to work in your bank, and we thought possibly you could help us. Mr. Drake, I know you'll pardon my frankness. Of course. Believe me when I say I've always admired your work. Your reputation's to be envied. How about me? I figured in some of Drake's deals. <laughs> I know you did, Inspector Danton. I admire you, too. Believe me, I do. Well, now... What you're trying to say, Mr. Magnus, is that in your opinion, there's little hope of proving Peter Wade innocent of the murder of Rose Quinton. Hmm? You, uh... You embarrass me, Mr. Drake. Ellen's and Peter's father was my dear friend. Yet under the circumstances... Show him the picture, Bart. Yes. Mr. Magnus, this is a picture of a footprint taken by Ellen Wade on the morning after Rose Quinton's murder. Will you examine her closely, please? Hmm. Ellen always was a fairly good amateur photographer. I... Hey. See it, do you, Mr. Magnus? Oh, I should say I do. Gentlemen, this throws an entirely different light on the matter. Yes, we, uh... I thought it did, too, Mr. Magnus. Tell me, how many cobblers are in this town? But your problem there is simple. There's only one. His name is Ethan Lance. He lives... Good Lord. Yes, Mr. Magnus? Ethan Lance lives next door to the house where Rose Quinton lives. Now we're getting somewhere. If the cobbler lived next door, then he knew what... Here are the statements, Mr. Magnus. Oh. Oh, I didn't know you were busy. Come in, come in, Jeff. I want you to meet these two gentlemen. Yes, sir. This is Barton Drake, the criminologist, and Inspector Danton, his co-worker. Hi. Gentlemen, this is Jeff Bullard. How do you do? Jeff Bullard, say his name. Hello, nothing. Jeff. Nice to know you. Jeff's our newest employee. He, uh, well, he took the job that I had in mind for Peter Wade. Uh-huh. Yes, Mr. Drake and Inspector Danton are investigating the murder of Rose Quinton. I, I thought the case was solved several weeks ago. It was, Jeff. But it seems that some new evidence has been uncovered. 
Tell me, my boy, your favorite sport is hunting, isn't it? Yes, sir. Why? Nothing, nothing. I was just wondering. Uh, you may go. Yes, sir. So, his uh, favorite sport is hunting, eh? Uh, just a moment, please. Uh, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm afraid I was wrong in asking Jeff that question in front of you gentlemen. Why do you say that, Mr. Magnus? Jeff's a good boy. I couldn't ask for better. It's unfair to suspect him. Unfair? Look, Mr. Magnus, there's been a murder and the wrong party's going to pay for it. That's kind of unfair, too. Yes, I suppose you're right. I hadn't looked at it that way. Well, gentlemen, it seems to me that your task is comparatively simple. Our cobbler friend Ethan Lance holds the answer to your mystery. Yes, we'd better have a talk with Ethan Lance at once. How far is it out this place, Mr. Magnus? Mm, about five miles. Suppose you two gentlemen come home and have dinner with me. Then I'll drive you out to Ethan's place. We can stop and pick up Ellen and Mike on the way. Mike? Mike Tanner. Uh, something wrong? I'm not sure. Mike Tanner was one of the two people that Alan Wade went, mentioned whom we uh, might consider the suspects. Indeed? Mm-hmm. What? That's odd. What's odd about it? Mike Tanner and Ellen Wade were engaged to be married. Ceremony scheduled for next week. I think you're a nice guy and all that. I'm willing to play along with you, but... But you don't like the idea of passing up a good dinner for a ride in the country, eh, Inspector? Oh, it isn't a dinner. I'm like a camel. I can go for days without eating. Uh, 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 uh. You mean drinking, Inspector? Oh, drinking either. I'm a very rugged fellow. Well, then what is your particular complaint, Inspector? It's the principle of the thing, Bart. When a gentleman asks me to dinner, I at least like to be polite. But instead of that, we ignore his invitation, borrow his car, refuse his company, and set off by ourselves. Yeah. Now, do you call that good manners? No, no, I call it a cautious well, manner. Well, then. There are times, Inspector, when it's smart not to consider one's manners or stomach. This must be the place. What place? Oh, oh the cobbler. <laughs> I forgot where we were going. Hey, there's the cobbler. What do you want to away for? He isn't the cobbler, Inspector. That's Mike Tanner. Come on. We're going to try and catch him? That's way not. We have more important things to do. What, for example? Examining the corpse of Ethan Lance, for example. Examining the corpse, for God's sake, Bart. Here we are. There's no point in knocking. Our cobbler friend is dead, Inspector. Open the door. Okay, okay. I won't ask any questions. Just do as I'm told. He isn't in this room, is he, Inspector? Nope. Well, let's try the kitchen. Okay, let me open the door. That's my job. There we are, Inspector. There we are, he says, pointing casually at the corpse. Do you have to be so cold-blooded about it? Sorry, Inspector. I was thinking of young Peter Wade, who was scheduled to die for a crime he didn't commit. You're sure Wade is innocent, eh? Positively, Inspector. Yeah. Well, how are you going to prove it now that Ethan Lance is dead? I can prove it, Inspector. Come on. We're going to report this murder to the local authorities. And then we're going to have a talk with Alan Wade. I know why you're here, Mr. Drake. You found out about me and... and Mike. I'm not at all interested in your flirtation with Mike Tanner, Miss Wade. Okay, fact... you imply that I'm capable of carrying on a, a flirtation with a, a murderer. Uh-huh. I'm not implying anything, Miss Wade. I merely want to Why ask don't you... you let me explain? Mike and I were engaged before both Quentin came to town. Uh-huh. Inspector. Yeah? Would you stop saying, uh-huh? Okay. Thank you. Miss Wade, it is important that you answer some questions I and have And it is asked, important but... that you understand about my interest in Mike Tanner. 
Very well, Miss Wade. You're merely pretending to be in love with Mike Tanner in the hope of getting information from him that will prove your brother innocent. Is that it? Yes, that's it. That's what I thought. And how have you made out? Why, I... Also, why didn't you mention your plans to me when you called at my apartment in New York? Because I... And why didn't you tell me that you called on Ethan Lance and asked him in whose boots uh, he placed those hobnails? Who told you that? Nobody. It merely seemed logical. And I think the reason you neglected to mention those facts to me in New York was because you were afraid I'd refuse to take your case. Is that correct? Yes, it was. I needed help desperately. I'd have done anything I could I understand, to... but unfortunately, your desperation has been the cause of another murder. Another murder? Yes. Ethan Lance was shot through the head this morning. Ethan Lance shot? Unfortunately. Now, we'll never know who killed Rose Quentin. Ethan was the only one who knew the identity of the real murderer. Oh, no, lady. Drake knows. Don't you, Bart? As a matter of fact, I do, Inspector. You do? Yes, but proving it is another matter. Miss Wade, have you any idea where your brother went after he left this house on the night that Rose Quentin was murdered? I've already told you. He doesn't remember himself. He was dead. Yes, I know. But a man in that condition usually follows a pattern, Miss Wade. The chances are that his wanderings carried him to some place where he'd been before. If Peter was in the woods all the time. He's sure of that. Say, I once knew a guy who got lost in the woods... You know how he found his way home? No, 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 Inspector. Huh? Your brother was quite a sportsman, wasn't he, Miss Wade? He must have had a favorite spot where he went to hunt or fish. Well, yes, I suppose he did have. I'll be glad to tell you folks how this guy I know found his way home. It's important, Miss Wade. You see, if we can find the gun that Peter lost and it hasn't been discharged, that will prove conclusively he didn't shoot Rose Quentin, won't it? Won't cost you a cent to listen. I remember now. Peter was always talking about a place called Sunset Hill. It's beautiful there, and there's excellent partridge cover. Splendid. Come along, Inspector. We're going hunting for a gun. Okay, so you don't care how the guy found his way home. Okay, all I was trying to do was tell you. Bart, this is the nuttiest seal you ever got us into. How the heck do you think we're ever going to find a gun in this stuff? Just keep your ego eyes open, Inspector. We'll find it. I wish I could feel as sure of myself as you sound. Look, don't you think the local authorities came looking for that gun when Wade told him he dropped it? I certainly do, Inspector. Well, then. Well, then what, If they couldn't find it, how do you expect us to find it? Ah, they didn't have you to help them, Inspector. Very funny. (laughs) Now, look, Bart, I'm getting sick of this. The gun was lost a month ago. It's been looked for. There wasn't a... Uh, 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 uh. What do you mean, uh, 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 uh? Look over there, Inspector. Huh? Over where? Not there. There. See it? Well, I'll... I'll be a ruffled grouse. It's a gun. Not a gun, Inspector. The gun. Pick it up. Sure, lying right there, all shiny and nice. Say, Bart. Yes, Inspector. This is cockeyed. Oh? If we found the gun so easily, how is I it... I told you, Inspector, the others didn't have you along. Ah, uh, there's another thing. Put the gun in your pocket, Inspector, and let's get back to Ellen Wade. Just a Stop minute Stop asking now. so many questions, Inspector. Come along. But, Bart, don't you see... I see more than you think I see, Inspector. If you must talk, tell me about your lost friend and how he found his way out of the woods. Come along, man. <laughs> There's the Wade Cottage, Inspector. And there's someone going into it. Say, isn't that Mr. Magnus? Yes, yes, I think it is, Inspector. And the young man with him is Jeff Bullard. Well, what do you know? Now, if Mike Tanner would only show up, it'd make things simple, wouldn't it? Hmm. Well, Mike Tanner won't be far away, Inspector. Let's hurry along. Well, gentlemen, I'm glad to see you. 
I've unearthed a bit of interesting information. That's right, Mr. Magnus. Miss Wade, you were right about your brother going to Sunset Hill. You mean that you, that you found it? No, no, not I. The inspector found it, Miss Wade. He has very sharp eyes. Oh, sure as a boy. They call me Gimlet-Eyed Danton. Now, look. Uh, uh, <clears throat> gentlemen, if you don't mind, I think you'll find that what I have to say is important. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Magnus. What is it you want to tell us? And after you left the bank this afternoon, I got to thinking. That's the way Bart figures things out, thinking. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> it occurred to me that since Jeff here had been, uh, well, seeing something of Miss Quinton before her death, he might possibly have been near her home on the night that she was so brutally murdered. I see. Well, Jeff? Well, well, I guess I, I should have mentioned this before. I did go out to see Rose that night. I didn't go in, though. I heard a shot, and then I saw someone run from the house. You certainly should have mentioned that before, Jeff. Did you recognize this person who ran from the house? Yes, sir. That is, that is, I think so. Well, tell them who it was, Jeff. No, 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 Jeff, I, I wouldn't if I were you. If you mention the name and I can prove that you're lying, you'll be worse off than you are right now, and that, my boy, will be bad. What do you mean by that? I mean, Jeff, that you're going to lose your job at the bank anyhow, so you might as well not talk. Drake, what the devil are you getting at? A lot of things, my friend... A boy is accused of committing murder. He has a trial which very little evidence is presented, and then suddenly everyone seems to have ideas on the subject. I wonder why. I'll tell you why Magnus here owns the town and everybody in it. He's got everybody scared of him. They only talk when he tells them to. I think you're right, Inspector. Why, you keep a civil tongue in your yes. head. I'll have you run out of town. Uh, I'll have you tarred and... Sit down, sport. Well, you I... won't do any... Uh, that's better. Yeah. Go ahead, boss. Thank you, Inspector. Magnus, besides being the most wealthy and influential man in town, I think you must be the most hated. I think that Ethan Lance must have hated you. What about it? Probably you held a mortgage on his home or loaned him money to operate his business. Obligating a man is a certain way to make him hate you. Is that the kind of stuff you write in your books, Drake? <laughs> yes, it is. Ethan Lance lived next door to Rose Quinton. He probably amused himself by watching the progress of her uh, various romances. I know he did. He used to sit in his window with... Shut up, Jeff. You didn't want it known that you were calling on Rose Quinton Magnus, did you? Because of your important position in town. I calling on her? What? It's ridiculous. No, 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 it isn't ridiculous. You probably tried to make her promise that she would see no one else, and when she refused, you threatened to kill her. That's a lie. Ethan Lance must have been a bit of a philosopher. He knew the type of person Rose Quinton was. He knew that she'd do as she pleased. Lance guessed that one of the men who was going to the girl's house would kill her, and he had his own way of picking the winner. I suppose now you're going to tell me that that stupid picture of the footprint that Ellen took was made by my boots. Yes, 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 I am. You brought the boots to Ethan Lantis to be resold, Magnus. They were hunting boots, and you ordered hobnails. The cobbler, being a whimsical sort of chap, cleverly designed the word guilty in the sole of one boot when he inserted the nail. Yes, old man Lance thought he was pretty cute. Well, he can't prove who owned the boots. But I can, Mr. Magnus. I don't believe it. Very well. Lance saw you murder Rose Quentin. He was afraid to do anything about it because of what you might do to him. So he kept quiet, hoping that someone would discover the footprint. He didn't even dare speak when Peter Wade was arrested. And so? Oh, I realize you've had ample time to destroy your boots, Magnus. That's why I worked on another theory. That's why we hunted for and found the gun with which Peter Wade was supposed to have shot Rose Quentin. But it's impossible. I... 
We looked for that gun. But you didn't have Inspector Danton's eagle eyes to help you show him the gun, Inspector. Sure, here it is, Sport. No bullets discharged and a fingerprint test will prove who owned it. Exactly. And Ethan Lance's testimony given to us this morning before we saw you, Magnus, will prove that you, Inspector... I see him all right, Sport. Keep away from me, Danton. Why, you... Watch my Jeff. Watch him. Don't Nice work, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, son. I've been wanting to hit that rat for years. Mr. Drake, I don't know how to thank you for what you've done for me. And Peter. Oh, there's lots of ways, lady. That will be enough, Inspector. Pardon me. And look, lady, ask him how he happened to find your brother's gun so easily. I I did wonder about that, Mr. Drake. Yes, so did I. The thing is, here's a gun all shiny and bright, lying out there in the woods, staring up at us. Ask Mr. Drake why it wasn't kind of rusty and dirty after lying around in the brush for a month. It, it didn't look as if it had been lying outdoors very long. No. Now, ask Mr. Drake if he ever owned a gun of that caliber and if he just happened to have it with him when we were walking through the woods. <laughs> Mr. Drake, you didn't... Miss Wade, there are times when a man in my position has to resort to artifice to achieve an end, such as selling Magnus the idea that we had actually talked to Ethan Lance. Now, that was a pretty speech, wasn't it? Say, Bart. What now, Inspector? How were you so sure that it was Jules Magnus who had knocked off the bait? Inspector... You mean to say you don't know the answer to that? <laughs> oh, Bart, can't you take a little ribbing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Inspector, I'll tell you. You see, Magnus knew about the existence of that picture. Ellen showed it to him. Isn't that right, Ellen? Well, he, he acted as though he wanted to help me. Naturally, he would. So when you showed him the picture, he tried to lash you out of doing anything about it. Isn't that true? Yes. So I decided to come to New York to see you without telling anyone. Yeah, but uh, what happened when you showed the picture to Magnus Black? Why, I showed it to him upside down, Inspector. Yet he knew the word that was written there. A word that you and I had to look at twice to discern. Why, that... that's wonderful. I can't imagine anyone being so clever. He's got the answer to that, haven't you, Bart? Yes, I have, Inspector. You see, Ellen, mystery is my hobby. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, uh, Barton Drake had to really use a double bluff here to uh, uh, actually get his man. Uh, but I thought this episode was a good example where he had good reason to believe who the killer is, but just couldn't prove it without a few tricks, which, of course, he was able to pull off quite well. All right, well, uh, listener comments and feedback now, and uh, received a message from Christine. Uh, who writes, Adam, I rarely write in, but I want to say thanks a million for all you do for our listening enjoyment. In January, I hit my 10-year anniversary of listening to your show. I found it, I can't even remember how at this point, in January 2010, when I was preparing for surgery that would keep me out of work and at a super low speed for six weeks. As a lifelong reader, I planned to devour every book 
I could get my hands on during those six weeks, but my practical side knew that my eyes would get tired eventually, uh, so I wanted something to listen to that would be interesting. Your show turned out to, to be that something interesting, actually so much more. After 10 years, Great Detectives is like a cozy blanket for me. I know I can rely on it being there uh, when I need a snuggle to wrap me up warm and make me feel good. You and the detectives have given me that, Adam. Uh, your show has been with me through surgeries, an engagement celebration, and en- a broken engagement, also a celebration, unexpected adventures on different continents, moving to three different countries, two circumnavigations, a couple of killer flus, the start of new friendships, the end of old friendships, two new careers, and much more than I'm sure I'm forgetting. The great detectives have been uh, dependable, and foundational part of my life through the incredible ups and downs of these last 10 years. Uh, so thank you, Adam, for your commitment and dedication. I know you probably started this for your own pleasure, uh, but you brought joy to more people than you'll probably ever know. God bless you and Andrea and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Keep safe. Uh, Chris, formerly of Jamaica, now of Yakutsk, Russia, always of someplace unexpected. Well, thank you so much, Christine. I do uh, appreciate your note, and it's always great uh, to hear from you. Uh, you definitely uh, had a very, uh, a very uh, interesting life. Always, you know, fascinating to find out where you've been and uh, what you're doing. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your kind comments and for being such a great long-time listener. All right, well, I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And today I want to go ahead and thank Roy, Patreon supporter since February, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Roy. And that will do it for now. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And next Thursday, we'll be back with another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.